0: Good evening, my name is Father Luke McNamara, I'm a monk of Glenstall Abbey and a lecturer in Sacred Scripture at St. Patrick's Pontifical University, in Maynooth. I'm going to talk this evening about the origins of the crib. The origins are something of a mystery. If we think about it, the first writings in the New Testament, the letters of Paul, barely reference the incarnation, Christ taking flesh, Um, Very little attention is given to the infancy or the early years, none at all, in fact. And when we look at the Gospel of Mark, there is no infancy narrative either. We have to wait some 40 years later or 30 to 40 years later for the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, who who will attend to the infancy uh, part of Jesus' life. And it reflects a growing interest in the life of Jesus, the full life of Jesus, not simply his passion, death and resurrection, which, is, which gives, brings us salvation, but indeed the whole of the life of Jesus and indeed his origins. So this tendency to look at the origins of Jesus deepened even further in the subsequent centuries. And we have a number of apocryphal gospels which give even more detail about the origins not only of Jesus but also of his mother Mary and the most famous would be the Gospel of James which has a a very long and significant uh, account of the life of Mary and the early years of Jesus. Why is this important? It is important even in Ireland but also throughout Europe because this Apocryphal gospel was very popular and the scenes from this gospel were depicted uh, in the on the on the carvings and engravings on the high crosses in the marketplace but also in the frescoes or the mosaics of churches so people were familiar with these stories through the visual depictions of them in their churches or on their market square crosses and this was the case also in Ireland. In fact, it appears that the apocryphal gospels were even more popular in Ireland than they were on the continent. So the early uh, Christians in Ireland very much liked to meditate on the early years of Jesus, and indeed on the life of Mary. And that is something perhaps that has stayed with us, because I don't think there are many countries for which Christmas is so valued um, as as here in Ireland. So um, if, if we look, though, in Ireland, of course, we don't see very much of this art. A lot of it has, was removed at the time of the Reformation. But there have been some um, rediscoveries, um, by, uh, notably by a man called Peter Harbison, who was a former student of our school, who did a great study on the Irish high crosses and, and showed all the work that has been, showed all these scenes from the apocryphal gospels. That's just an aside. But if we look at a, at a crib, um, we might ask, um, wh- where did it first emerge from? And in actual fact, it emerged with St. Francis of Assisi in 1223. And there are two uh, theories as to uh, the inspiration for the crib. And the first is that in Italy, they used to have pre- processions devotional processions through the towns and they would have kind of floats with people carrying uh, scenes from the from the from the gospels and they would have scenes of the nativity the various scenes the annunciation the birth of our lord the visit of the magi and so on And these would be carried on floats and and there would be people you know cheering along the sides these were the great parades of, of the day and they were very very popular And that's one theory, but why particularly Francis and why particularly in 1223? Now, Francis had gone to the Holy Land in 1219-1220 to visit some of the new Franciscan houses that had been founded there. And during his time there, he made a very celebrated visit to the Sultan at a time of war during the Fifth Crusade. And he came in peace and he was very well received and it was a very great high point. And in in addition to uh, visiting the Sultan, he also went to Bethlehem and he would have visited there at the time of Christmas and he would have witnessed the nativity celebrations in the Basilica in Bethlehem. And so he would have seen firsthand the processions, the visit to the grotto out in the fields and so on. So he would have he would have seen all those celebrations enacted with real people. And so when he came back to Italy, simply within just four years, he was in the town of Greccio and he asked um, a man, Giordano, to climb up the, the mountain and prepare uh, a, in, the, in the cave, in a cave up there, a, a living crib. So they brought up um, the ox and the donkey. They brought up the, the sheep. And many people came up, and there was an infant as well in the in the in the in the crib. So they came up, and they had during um, the the mass, the midnight mass, they had a reenactment of the story of the nativity with real people, living people, and that was the first crib. It was a living crib with living people, and all the townspeople came, climbed up the mountain, and it was said that during the mass. Uh, Saint Francis, who was acting as deacon at the mass, uh, woke the child up and took him in his arms um, at the for the for the Eucharist. And of course, that's very significant because um, the crib is a manger. It's it's something that animals eat from, and Christ becomes food, food for us. And so it was quite significant that Christ, the Christ child, is brought to the to the table of the altar at that moment on that first Christmas of with a crib, a living crib. So what Francis began became immensely popular and it became immensely popular um, almost instantly. It was an instant success. It went viral as one would say today. It was extraordinary. It just uh, was spread not only through the Franciscan network but the Dominican network and also the monasteries. So um it became very very popular now it, it we are re- regarded as rather more state the monks um, but in actual fact we also had um plays uh, in our liturgies in the church in the middle ages um but these were in house within the church and what there was in at the same time there were these devotional processions outside which have, would have been more um the 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 mendicant style so, um, it, it, but at, that, at the same time, the cribs were welcomed by everyone and very, very quickly. So to return to Ireland, um, it is interesting to note that there's uh, something um, something peculiar or, or interesting in, in our history. There are limited records, but of the records we have, we have records going back to the 15th century, 1498, Where there's a decree um, on the regulation of the pageant of Corpus Christi. And there would be a procession with floats, and they would have scenes, like they had in Italy, um, of the various um, uh, scenes of the Nativity, so the Annunciation and so on, and indeed scenes from the life of Christ. The whole of salvation, the whole of the history of salvation, was depicted on the Corpus Christi day. It's very interesting um, because. Certain groups of people were delegated to carry certain floats. They were divided according to their professions and the professions were arranged in guilds. So we have the skinners, the house carpenters, the tanners and the embroiderers who would carry a body of the camel, our lady and her child, well apparelled and Joseph leading the camel. And Moses and the children of Israel would be the porters to bear the camel underneath. Then we would have the goldsmith guild and they would represent the th- they would carry the float with the three kings and who would be riding worshipfully with their offerings and a star would be held before them. And the coopers, that is the people that would make caskets or barrels. They uh, would carry the float with the shepherds, with an angel preceding them, singing Gloria in Excelsis Deo. Now, don't be worried if your profession hasn't been um, mentioned yet. All the professions of the Middle Ages had a role in carrying uh, a float. They were, there's a huge long list. So everybody had their part to play in demonstrating the full history of salvation. And it's really beautiful the, that all, all the, you know, the lowly occupations to the more high occupations were, were, were all represented um, in, and all had a part to play. And in fact, some of the more important uh, scenes in salvation history were represented by the more lowly um, uh, groups and guilds. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful vision of medieval society and how, how there was a place for everybody. Now, this procession, the details for this procession, reflect what happened in Dublin. But we do know that there were other processions in Waterford, Kilkenny and Clonmel. And it is likely that they were in other towns in Ireland. But unfortunately, uh, we don't have that information. But for people in Limerick, I would venture to say that almost certainly Kilmallock would have had one because of the prominence of that town at that time. So it would be very unlikely for Kilmaik not to have had such a procession with floats and and scenes of 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 the of the history of salvation running through the town. Of course, it's just conjecture on my part, but I say that because of the prominence of 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 the town at the time, the size of the town, it was walled, and also the number of religious houses in the town. So it would have been very likely that there would have been such a procession. Um, and 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 possibly in other towns as well in Limerick, but per- most most probably Limerick City, obviously, and also Kilmaik. So that's um, that's as that's more the historical side. So if we're looking to today, we might think um, of how we um, celebrate the Crib um, w- by having the Crib in our. In our homes, we have, we don't have living cribs, but we have the actual, the the figures in, of the crib in, in our homes. And that is a very wonderful custom. But there are also the nativity plays um, that are held often in schools, perhaps not this year, but in most years. And they are very popular as well. And we've had a hint as well of the these kind of public plays in the, you may recall, over in Palace Green and Nicker, we had the passion play there about five or six years ago now, so um, there is a scope for uh, having such um, public uh, uh, demonstrations, perhaps again in the future. But um, they were they were very very popular in Ireland. Um, and then the the remain the the other thing I would like to say um, is just some people have questions about the crib and the accuracy of it. I mean, why do we have? Why does it not match the Gospels? Well, in fact, it does. It, it, it matches in, 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 a, in a real way, in a deeper way, in that they say, where does the ox and the donkey come from? And they, they actually come from Isaiah. But Isaiah is un, is understood to, in both Matthew and Luke as the background um, text to which both Gospels refer regularly. And that Gospel begins with a quote and um, the ox and donkey know their master's crib but my people israel fail to recognize my coming so it's a real call a wake up call the ox and donkey who are at either side of the infant jesus they're they're keeping him warm with their breath but also honoring him and they are the ones the first ones to to hear and to heed the message Um, of our salvation. And indeed, Christ is also food for them in this ecological era. He is the one in their feeding trough. Um, And then we have um, Mary and Joseph mentioned in both Gospels. We have the shepherds from the Gospel of Luke and the angels, and we have the star and the Magi from Matthew. So it's a collage. And the The crib draws together various strands from the scriptures, Old and New Testament, and really um, speaks to us of Christ coming to save not only um, the generation, his own generation, but every generation that preceded him and every generation that will follow. So I would like to uh, thank your listeners for their attention. The hymn that we will be hearing is "Away in a Major.
1: Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down. Jesus asleep on